You did a lot of Lux Radio theaters and stuff, didn't you? Oh, yes. I used to love radio, and I still do. I, but in those days, radio was so important, and the movies uh, used, the, for instance, Lux Radio Theater. Lots of times they would dramatize an upcoming movie on Lux Radio Theater, just to sort of almost doing a preview of the movie. And I've done an awful lot of radio. I had a radio series that turned into the six-shooter television series, but I'm a great booster of radio. Is it a different kind of acting when you only have the voice to use? I don't think so. I don't think so very much. As I say, they used to, in the Lux Radio Theater, they used to use the stories of pictures that were just coming out and use it as sort of a build-up for the picture when it's released. But some pictures, the, I know this uh, picture Winchester 73 that is one of these ones that's coming out in home video, they sent that over to the Lux Radio people, and they uh, sent back and they said, well, we can't use this because nobody says anything. <laughs> and when you come right down to it, this is true in Westerns. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, one of the things I like about them and everything. No, you know, it's visual, it's action, and nobody says very much. The show was offered for sponsorship. There were some things that Jim would not accept, however. Chesterfield begged and begged and begged for months trying to get sponsorship. They even suggested tailoring their commercials in different than usual style. But Jim didn't feel that because of his screen image that it would be fair to and this in all modesty, for him to be sponsored by a cigarette. I've forgotten there was another advertiser wanted very much to sponsor the show. But again, Jim and uh, also MCA, which owned the show, said no. Even with James Stewart leading the cast and Jack Johnstone directing, without a national sponsor, cancellation was around the corner for the six-shooter. Unlike with CBS, it was uncommon for NBC to sustain shows for long. Stewart had turned down sponsorship from Liggett and Myers Tobacco. The six-shooter would go off the air after the June 24, 1954 episode. 39 shows were produced. Parley Bear played parts in many episodes. I know Jack Johnstone. He never went in the booth. He directed as they did 400 years ago. He'd put earphones on at his own booth and stood right in the studio with you, which most of us found <laughs> extremely annoying. He was a very affable man, but I said, gosh, hey, your credit should read directed and conducted by, because he, <laughs> he'd wave and point and whatnot, and he insisted on certain weird techniques that after a while you rebelled at, but if you wanted to work, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> the next year, Bayer would work with Johnstone on CBS's Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. You were part of a select group of actors, I think, who appeared in virtually all of the CBS programs in the 1950s. CBS was the network that hung on the longest to radio. the dramatic shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the workshop and escape and so Yes, and then do you Suspense. remember Armour Star Theater on Saturday morning? Mm -hmm. you, I'm sure, like so many of the other actors out here, were doubling on some of the shows and oh, yes. were doing more than one show in a day. 
They just say you hadn't really arrived until you had a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I think that radio is the ideal medium for a performer because if 12 million people were listening, you were giving 12 million performances. It's too bad that it had to go, but it was a lot of fun while it lasted. <laughs> finale, Ponsett falls in love with Myra Barker. He proposes, but at the conclusion they realize married life is impossible, so long as Ponsett still has wrongs to right and people to save. In the end, Britt rides off into the sunset. Britt? Hold up a minute, Britt. Hmm? Oh. Oh, good morning, Jazz. Whoa, Scar. Whoa, whoa. Uh, would you mind stepping into the office a minute? I'd like to talk to you. Well, I, I uh... Don't I take long. To... No, all right, Jess. Easy, boy. <clears throat> Sit down, Britt. No, I'm kind of restless today, Jess. I... Thanks, anyway. <laughs> you sure have a fiddle foot, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And you're on your way out of town, huh? Yeah. What about Myra? Uh, she's a fine girl, Jess. Really a fine girl. Mm-hmm. Britt, you're leaving on account of Sheriff Jennings over to Eagle Falls sent for you. Ain't that your reason? Mm, you might say so, in a way. Well, now, I don't want you to think that I meant to eavesdrop last night when you was talking to Myra, but somehow Zoe forgot to shut the parlor window, and uh, we just couldn't help hearing a certain amount of what you said. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Well, it ain't true what Myra told you. Leastways, the part about Sheriff Jennings sending for you, that ain't true. The fellow from Eagle Falls didn't even mention your name. Jennings ain't asked for your help, Britt. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Judge. Huh? Well, you see, I ran into Bide Prescott three, four weeks ago, and, uh, well, there's no reason for anybody to be going after him now. Well, if you knew that, if you knew you didn't have to leave Willow Fork, why in the name of common sense didn't you say so to Myra? Well, I figured she had her reasons for making up that story about Sheriff Jennings. I I figured she was trying to turn me down without hurting my feelings. Oh, Britt, she didn't want to turn you down. She was just trying to make sure you wouldn't feel you'd, you'd made a mistake if you married her. No, she couldn't really care for me very much, Jess. Then why did she spend all night crying her eyes out? And why was Zoe up till all hours commiserating with her? Well, thanks for telling me that, Jess. Then you ain't leaving. Well, I'm leaving. But I'm real proud to know that Myra is somewhat fond of me. Oh, Britt, if you love her and she loves you... Oh, it's... It's enough that she cried over me for one night, Jess. You know, I... I remember when I was a kid... My pa was like me in a lot of ways. Always on the move, always off somewhere, getting a new start, taking a new job, hunting a new frontier. He loved my ma and she loved him, but she spent a lot of nights crying. A lot of nights. I just wouldn't want that to happen tomorrow. There's no reason it should. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there is. When she was telling me that story about Sheriff Jennings wanting me to come over to Eagle Falls, I I looked at myself real hard, 
And I knew that if it had been true, if Sheriff Jennings really had sent for me, well, it had been pretty hard for me to turn him down. Even for Myra's sake, it had been pretty hard. And someday I reckon I wouldn't be able to turn him down or anybody else like him. And Myra would spend another night crying, you see. One of these days you'll change, Britt. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Well, can I tell Myra that you might come back to Willow Fork? No, Jess, I don't think you better. I... Of course, if I do come back and she's still... Well, maybe we'd just better wait and see what happens. So long, Britt. Good luck. Thanks, Jess. I'll probably be seeing you again for too long. Let's go, Scar. program in the current series of The Six Shooter, a transcribed NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is written by Frank Burt and is based on a character created by him. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture, The Glenn Miller Story. Others in the cast were Virginia Gregg, who played Myra, D.J. Thompson, Howard McNear, and Parley Bear. Special music for this program was by Basil Adlam. And the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. It's been good to be with you with the six-shooter each week, and I hope that sometime, somehow, we can do it again. This is John Wall speaking. Hear McDonald Carey and Jason and the Golden Fleece tonight on the NBC Radio Network. Fortunately for radio fans, the entirety of the Six Shooters one season survives. For more info, tune into Breaking Walls episode 122.